You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the comics edition, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. And here's your host, Vince. Hello again, everyone. It is Wednesday, December 15th, and it is time for, believe it or not, issue 20 of Bow Down to Us, the comics edition. Uh, coming to you far longer than anybody expected. This is, of course, Vince with my usual sidekick, Roger. What's up, buddy? Nice to know that you had faith in the project and that you thought it would last past 19 issues. That's good. That's... Hey, hey, <laughs> constantly surprising people. Yeah. <laughs> and we're starting off this week with what I consider to be an absolutely awesome thing. And that is we got the first trailer for the upcoming Thor movie. So Roger, you're the hater here. So I'll I'll let you have first crack. Hold on a second now. That wasn't in the show notes. It's in the show notes. I'm looking at it. You bastard. Did you put that in after? I put that in Sunday night. Okay. Well, I didn't watch it. (laughs) 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 i've been reading the other things that you put in there so yeah i may not have gotten to it is all i'm saying Um, okay well anyway how about i play it and (laughs) it can't very well be that long yeah this this is (laughs) yeah this is why you thought we wouldn't last past (laughs) professionalism (laughs) okay now i'm watching a stupid ad you probably can't hear this anyway so it doesn't matter okay okay starting okay this is it big moment thor because apparently i love thor anyway so where'd you get your training asgard is that what he's gonna say it is isn't it it's the same dude from shield or whatever yes that was awesome glad they they said they said he is the glue that holds the marvel movies together your arrogance and stupidity. That sounds like something Zeus would say, yeah. <coughs> Odin. Odin? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. I take you out. I take your power. I steal your hammer. This is my hammer now. Look at these nails. I hammer them. Greatest outtakes ever. Oh, and it's got what's her face? Yeah. Her. Oh, in the mandatory shot without the shirt. Mm-hmm. Freaking robot killing cars. One the arrow. How do you get his hammer back? He stole it. Hammer stealer. That's one way to level them all. All right, I watched it. Are you happy? Okay, so there you go. So I watched it. We're all good. Um, edited down my comments. <laughs> <laughs> just because nobody needs to listen to two minutes of me watching making fun of it um okay you know what it looks it looks like a like michael bay directed it let's just put a ton of action with characters that people might not care about and hopefully that'll be enough to get people to go see this dude without a shirt and i'm not crazy about the casting i wasn't crazy about the casting from the get-go i even though i'm not a fan of thor anyways but i wasn't crazy about the casting anyways i i certainly don't see how some of them fit in there i i don't know well chris hemsworth he's just a big dude which is pretty much all you need to be able to play thor let's face it thor's not the brightest guy on the planet his dialogues not really going to shatter the earth 
I love Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Well, I love Anthony Hopkins as anything. So that's kind of uh, unfair. Um, Natalie Portman, I could do without. I'll be perfectly honest there. Um, but it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty impressive movie. Right, let's let's face it. Nobody's going to go see the Thor movie for its intricate plot and its, you know, award-winning acting. But if, if you're looking I, for... I don't know about that. I mean, if it was, again, if it was something that was well done and that was... I mean, when you're looking at that mythology, there is still a lot that you can work with, a lot okay. that you can have fun I'm, with. I'm, and I'm actually, not going to argue that. I know that you like that stuff as well. So there, you can have stories that are very rich and very deep. This basically makes it sound as if it's just going to be a story about, you know, a... Uh, 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 punk kid i know he's not but for the sake of an analogy a punk kid being punished by his father having his toy stolen away and then the punk kid proving himself to actually be someone noble that's not a story that is in any way shape or form deep in terms of the mythology that they could be using instead except until you consider this this trailer you saw loki for all of a second and he's a major factor in the plot of the movie I, I know that for a fact and once you once you put that twist in there things i'm sure are going to become a lot more interesting but really as, as an initial trailer for a movie even as somebody who doesn't know anything i i've shown this trailer to people who who don't read comics and they go wow that looks pretty cool which really is all a trailer needs to do and, and when you're when you're coming off the success of the iron man movies and you say this is the next you know, big Marvel film, people will go see it. And it sure looks a lot better than the Green Lantern trailer did. So that's that's an improvement right there. Yeah, I mean, I just watched it and honestly, I'm not impressed. It, 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 it looks like the only the only selling point of this will be this dude hitting people, the, the, the fight choreography where he's jumping in the air and kicking and things like that. That's all it looks like it's going to be. There's and, and this is one trailer. I mean, who knows what they're going to put in, in future trailers and whatnot and what is actually in, in the movie. But based on this, pff, it, it's I would watch it only because it's a Marvel tie in. Well, based on the initial trailer for The Walking Dead, it was just a bunch of zombies getting shot in the face. So we see how that turned out. Are you really comparing for a Golden Globe? The, the no, Walking Dead? To, I'm oh, not. Dude. Just saying, I'm saying it's I'm, a yeah, yeah. If somebody's going to be fired, it's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I read all the show notes. Okay, listen, right. I missed Thor. I probably, you know what, subconsciously just purposely blocked it out of my mind because I knew it was going to be crap. And I was right. All right. Well, speaking of something that's not crap. <laughs> We, we actually have some some new stuff to talk about this week. Uh, you know, no X-Men, no Avengers, something completely different, something that was totally unexpected for me, because I'm going to come out and say it right now. This miniseries is one of, if not the best comic I've read this year. And I'm talking about the Taskmaster miniseries written by Fred Van Lenty. It just finished up a week or two ago. It was four issues long. And I found it to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, Taskmaster is a villain who's been you know, a thorn in the Avengers side for decades now. And he, he's popped up all over the place. You know, He's never really gotten a story of his own, though. And that's what we did here. Van Lenty took a B-list villain and told an absolutely amazing story with him. Uh, the deal with Taskmaster is 
he possesses the ability to gain muscle reflexes from what he sees. Basically, he watches Captain America fight. Suddenly, he can fight like Captain America. Uh, he watches Hawkeye shoot his bow. Suddenly, he can shoot a bow as well as Hawkeye can. His, his muscle memory is tied into his visual clues. So he goes around and he trains other people with the skills he's learned over the years. For example, he actually trained Captain America's replacement to be able to fight like Captain America. Uh, he's popped up all over the place, mostly as a villain, occasionally as a hero. Unfortunately, what this miniseries tells us is every time he memorizes a new fighting style, he forgets part of his life. He, at the point of this story starts, have has no memory of who he is. And I love the connection you made there with Memento, Roger, because I love that movie. And I definitely got a feeling of that here, of this guy trying to not just get through, you know, what's happening, but just to find out who he is. And there was such a great story here. I loved it. It, it definitely had that Memento feel right from the beginning it did. And maybe not everybody's going to see that, but Memento is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and I used to run a video site before. I'm a huge movie nut. Um, Memento, there's just something about it, especially in the time that it came out. It had that kind of thing hadn't been done before. And so it really st stuck with me. So when I saw this immediately, I was thinking part of this had to have been inspired in some way, shape, or form, by Memento. But the thing is, is that it's not a copy of a, another idea if it's done in an original fashion. I mean, that's all comic books mm -hmm. are, or rehashing the same stories all over the uh, all over again. It's that you want them to be original in their rehashing to a certain degree so that you can appreciate it. So it's not like I feel like this was trying to rip off a concept that's already been done but rather using that kind of storytelling and making it original to the characters. And they definitely, definitely pull it off. I think, though, that it is a story that if you are not familiar with the characters, I don't want to say you have to muscle through, but you have to have a little bit of patience because some of it in the first couple of issues, even you're going to be wondering, still wondering what's going on here. There's, there's still a lot that, but again, knowing that, it was a memento style type story. I knew the payoff was going to be at the end in a very, very big way. And so a lot of the things that didn't quite make sense to me because I hadn't been reading for, again, a quarter century, um, and that I didn't know all the characters. And, and just point blank, some of it is really weird to the point of being goofy <laughs> at points. Yes, but not bad way, necessarily. No, I'm not saying, but it does kind of make you borderline grown um but again it's not in a bad way and the storytelling is definitely never never slips never falters so you kind of have to go through those first couple of issues without any big payoffs knowing that the big payoffs are at the end in the third and fourth issue and they are to the point where i finished reading the fourth one and at that point you're like yes this is this miniseries was better than Shadowlands for me. And I'm th that saying a lot, considering how much we loved Shadowlands and how much I adored it. I'd probably have to read them both again to to maybe cement that opinion. But right here, right now, I'd be if somebody was saying, you know, recommend a good little miniseries for me to read that's that makes you think that's intelligent, that's brilliantly written i would actually recommend this before shadowlands right now especially considering the payoff or lack thereof in shadowlands and what we get here 
Yeah. And, and not, again, not just the, the quality of the storytelling, but also for the entertainment factor as well. Uh, there, there's some there's some great humor in here. Some some cheesy, some not so cheesy, some good dialogue. I mean, I love some of the jokes he threw out there. Like I I, I, I still laugh every time I think of Dawn of the Dead, spelled D-O-N, <laughs> you know, the Mexican drug lord, Dawn of the Dead or when I when I explained this to my friend, he instantly went out that day and bought the comic. When I told him about Red Shirt, the Uber henchman, yeah, Jesus. Between that and Milf, that's those are two points where I kind of stopped and went, okay, is this going too far into the the goofy zone? And it was very close, very close. At that point, I actually did groan, but it fit with what we'd been seeing at, until that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It, and that that's just that's just how Van Lenti operates. You know, he has that that quirky sense of humor. And I love how he was able to mix in the humor with the seriousness here, because, yeah, once you get to the end of that last issue, man, that I've heard people who described this miniseries as heartbreaking from a comic book. And I can see it. You know, I didn't quite get that emotionally invested in the story, but it's definitely there. Oh, uh, this, definitely. Jeez, this was this was so well written. This I is mean, we, I, not to interrupt, but this is one no. of the few comics actually because we've had this discussion in the past where you know at what point do you how far are we going to go for spoilers and whatnot? And my opinion is we're you know we're reviewing comic books. We're going to tell some spoilers. This is actually one of the few that I there's a couple of major plot points, and because it's so 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 much a part of the experience of reading it, so much a part of the stories that if you know those going in, it kind of ruins that that fun. And those couple especially reveals that you get later on, and the very ending of the story are literally enough that I kind of stopped and went, wow, that was powerfully done. I, I certainly didn't cry, but it was, it was powerful. It was, again, I, I keep going back to brilliantly written. I am very, very impressed with this. How, how would you feel if I told you the same guy that wrote this was the writer for Chaos War? Oh, see, that doesn't make sense to me then. That, that makes absolutely no sense. And and now you see why I was so excited going into Chaos War, because comparing all of his writing, Chaos War is more of the aberration. Like this is more on par with a lot of the storytelling he's done throughout his career. Right. Well, see, the thing, too, is I I, I write a lot and I, I've written all manner of different things. And what I found, too, is that when I tackle certain subject matters or, or different styles of writing for whether it's for kids or for young adults or for actual adults, I found that my writing actually is different in those instances. And some of the stuff I've written has been terrible. And then some of the stuff actually fits more with my style. So it's quite likely that just this Chaos Wars storyline is not something that falls in with what he his normal standards are or you know something that he's more comfortable writing and and it's completely subjective because it's 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 a story not every some people are going to like the chaos wars i personally have no use for it yeah uh some other things i want to point out here is uh, the the art was was good enough throughout i didn't feel it was phenomenal but it, it wasn't you know bad either but i, I liked, liked 
I, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I, I liked it, but it's, I mean, it's not on par with, say, New Avengers, like we talked about no. last week. No, but, but I, it, but it, I think it has this unique feel and its yeah. unique style. Yeah, I, it was, it was pretty, pretty darn good. Yep. And I liked the effect they did whenever Taskmaster was yes. using somebody else's power, yeah. where they would overlay this little box showing that hero's costume. You know, when he was fighting, you know, the, the guys in the bar, it showed him partially dressed as Daredevil or Captain America. I thought it was very well done. Something that hasn't been done any time, any other time Taskmaster has been seen. You know, he's basically just has to tell the hero he's fighting. I, I'm now using Daredevil such and such move. So <laughs> I, I thought that was a really cool way of really showing just what Taskmaster can do. And I, and that's why I'm saying like that, it, that was part of the art. That's part of the, the, the presentation and mm-hmm. the way the overlay is done so that not his entire body is in the overlay square. So you see part him, part who he's emulating and that's that's a large part of it and i i thought that the style of the art actually for this type of story worked perfectly i mean certainly it could have been something that was prettier to look at or something that had um more rounded edges versus the very sharp edges that are in this and things like that more detail and less stark shadows but those things are what really work with this type of story where these shattered memories and things like that. So actually, I really dug the art. I thought it worked really well with what the story actually is. Yeah, I mean, just all in all, fantastic. Again, possibly the best comic I've read this year as far as new releases are concerned. I mean, obviously, it's not going to compare to Old Man Logan or some of the other stuff we've talked about. No. Uh, but yeah, this this is absolutely amazing highly recommended all the way and it has really set up the character to be an important person in marvel from now on because he he's always just shown up like he he's never had a character of his own until now which is saying a lot because he's been around for decades and i'm looking forward to what else we're going to see from taskmaster in months and years to come yeah definitely i it's a character now that i if they were actually to start a uh, a running series with this character, which they could so easily do. Mm-hmm. I it would be a series that I would definitely be reading every single issue. Yeah, good good stuff. Uh, moving on from Taskmaster, there is another new title uh, we're talking about this week, and believe it or not, you know, we're actually talking about something from DC, which we don't do very often around here, and it is called Thunder Agents. That's Thunder in all capital letters with periods. It is an acronym. Uh, Thunder Agents is the Higher United Nations Defense Enforcement Reserves. And what the Thunder Agents are is they're a team that goes into areas of the world where intervention is needed, possibly super heroic intervention. But, you know, Batman, Superman, they're not going to show up. So they call in the Thunder Agents. And it's a really cool story concept here, how the agents themselves are granted these powers, but the powers are going to kill them as long as they use them. And there, there's so much really potential here that I'm looking forward to. Uh, just like we were talking about with Taskmaster, it's a throwback to characters from decades ago. The Thunder agents were first introduced back in the 60s and DC has tried to do stuff with them in, in the intervening years, but it hasn't really caught on until now. I I like this one. Um, what do you think? I was not. 
I'm I'm glad I read this before Taskmaster because <laughs> I would have been a lot more disappointed. As it was, I was disappointed. I mean, not hugely but enough that, again, it all boils down to, is this going to be a series that you're going to continue to buy and read or not? And I've gotten more persnickety over the years in terms of <laughs> what I am willing to actually, and not just in terms of money, what I'm willing to buy, but also spend my time reading. I mean, I've got so many books that I'm behind in reading, um, my time is already limited as is. So when I'm looking at a series, it better catch me. This here, I felt was trying too hard, trying so hard and you feel it. It's just, it's trying to force an idea and to make you believe it. It's trying to force an idea that is unconventional and make you think, oh, this could make sense. And then when you're looking at all the deception that is at the beginning, which is so confusing when yeah. you're reading it. You're just, it was, and, and this boils down to poor writing. Because again, if you look at Taskmaster, where it is handling similar kind of working with different storylines, working with different timelines, working with all kinds of stuff like that, where reveals come in later on, they did it well. They did not do it well in Thunder Agents because it just winds up being confusing. There's still parts that I don't get, but luckily I don't care. So <laughs> it's true. And I don't want to, to you know, poop on their parade too much. There's there's aspects of it that I did like. But overall, I, I read the two first issues and pff, unless you make me, I'm not reading anymore. I... I even as strong a concept as they think they have, I don't feel that they would be able to pull it off in any kind of realistic fashion in terms of the series going on much longer. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I do love the concept of, you know, people at their lowest point being asked to, you know, help the world, of course, whether their lowest point is something they did themselves or something this agency has, you know, put into motion for them, uh, you know, to try and coerce them into joining their, their, their group here. Uh, I like, I, I like the concept that they're offered a chance to make a difference at the cost in exchange for essentially their lives. So there, there's definitely a lot of potential here that, that I like now, like you said, is potential worth, you know, your time and money investment. Money side, hey, you're getting 30 plus pages of comic here. That, that This is not a, a standard comic. So the $3.99 price tag definitely fits here. Um, well, well, hold on a second now. If I can interject okay. just very quickly, it would make a difference if the entirety of the comic book um, was worth that many pages if you're looking at something like this where there are filler pages where there's content that could have been left out that could have been shortened that could have been done better and more efficiently versus dragging something out or you know something like that then the extra pages mean absolutely nothing so like you're getting so many scenes with this again your famous air quotes salesman here who is such a an annoying little character. He's a nothing. I, I, they're, they're giving him so much, like I would say airtime, you know, but 
I he's useless. And again, when you're looking at something like this, the, it has to be something that's character driven. It has to be something where the characters really make you feel and that you can appreciate that, you know, these aren't your reg, reg I shouldn't say regular, but in the world of, you know, comic books, your regular people with powers, but rather people like you and I who just need something further in their lives or want to do this so then it has to be the characters have to be very strong and they pull that off to a certain degree with the african runner yes but, I, I liked that but then the rest of the characters i could care less about them they, i have absolutely no attachment to any of them i didn't feel they were well written you i don't care about them and again that salesman is just annoying you just want to slap him upside the head <laughs> Yeah, I, they're, 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 there's obviously a long setup that they're going with here, you know, giving each character one issue to really establish themselves. And that's a great concept, but it's it might not generate the sales. It, like we've said so many times, if you're coming out with a new title, you have to grab the reader page one, issue one. And while this did not do it, yeah, it again, there's only so much you can go on with potential. Uh, I love the potential that this series presents. And you know what? Maybe six, eight months down the line, I'll look at it again to see if it achieved that potential. But I will agree. It's really not something that on a month to month basis right now is really going to be a must buy. <laughs> and the, the, the phrase I used to describe this series to a friend of mine was it's not good but it's DC good <laughs> because by, by, by the standards of a lot of DC's writing right now, this, this is one of the better things I've read from them in, you know, the past year or so. So if you're a diehard DC fan, this definitely might be something worth at least looking into. Mm, I, I don't know. I've seen a, a lot better from DC. I mean, recently, we, well, we just have to look as far as Batman beyond. I mean, okay, yeah, one. What was done by them? Um, some of the Batman stuff I have, I actually have been reading. I've been enjoying. Some of the brightest day, the darkest night stuff. Some of that has actually been quite good as well. So they they have had some titles that have been some good and some amazingly good, like the Batman Beyond stuff. I mean, that Batman Beyond stuff it goes be above and beyond, no pun intended, good writing and 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 good um a good presentation. So I mean this here, I I I would like to be able to track sales for individual titles to see how they do. I cannot see this surviving. I can't see this doing well at all. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you there, but I really wish I could check back in on this one in a few months just to see, you know, if if they've lived up to what they could be doing here. And that's what's disappointing because they I, they do have a great concept here. They're just not handling it quite as well as I would like them to. But we're going to stick on the topic of new releases uh, when we roll into what we're reading, because there's actually a couple uh, newer things lately that I have been reading. The first of which is uh, issue one of the new Wolverine series, subtitled "The Best There Is," and it's the worst there is. The, the, I hated oh. this issue; it was awful. I, I couldn't got stand it. it. I haven't read it yet. Thanks. <sighs> oh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It was pretty bad. Um, issue seven of New Avengers: No superhero action going on. It's all them hanging around the uh, hanging around the mansion. But this is Bendis's writing at its best loved the issue as well as flash issue number seven 
haven't heard me talking about Flash at all. It's written by the great Jeff Johns, uh, spinning out of the whole Brightest Day deal. Uh, the first story arc in the first six issues was entirely focused on Barry Allen. And while he is the iconic Flash, he's not my Flash. So I really wasn't that interested in it. But I checked it out with issue seven because it's the start of the next story arc where Johns has said he's going to start working in the, you know, the, the rest of the Flash family, Wally West, Bart Allen, a lot of the other associated characters. He wanted to focus on Barry at first and then go back into the whole Flash family, as he calls it. I liked the issue, even if it was basically 20 pages about Captain Boomerang. Johns is a good enough writer that he can make Captain Boomerang pretty interesting. I was liking it. Um, just you know, a lot, a lot of new stuff I've been reading lately. Uh, anything on your plate, Raj? Not too much. I've actually still been reading. Well, I read these here, and I've still been working on the Shattering, which I'm I'm damn near done, and I'm at a point where it is so hard to put the book down. Again, oh, it's yeah. all about for me for time management because. There's a lot that I do. And um, and so I'm at a point where literally there's going to be one of these days where I do nothing but read just to get through the rest of them because it is it's at a boiling point. And it's she, we want to talk about good writers once again. Christy Golden is without a doubt the best writer for any type of World of Warcraft story. And I would love to see her do some sort of comic book as well. Not even WoW related, but any kind of superhero story i'd love to see what she could pull off with something like that yeah especially when you consider you know comparing golden to a lot of the other writers that have written world of warcraft based books the way she takes established characters and tells a story with them while maintaining the you know the individual voices of those characters not not forcing her ideas of what the character should be like upon what's already been established. I think she handles the pre-existing characters phenomenally well, which would transition into, you know, handling a comic. If you take it, she could take over, you know, an existing comic character. And I think she could tell a very compelling story with them. Oh yeah. Because again, some people were disappointed with the shattering because they were expecting a huge story with tons of action because of what we were set up with for the actual game. And we're not going to get into that, of course, but what she did is she created this unbelievably story driven, or I should say character driven novel where those characters mean so much and are so, um, so perfectly written in terms of staying true to who they are, even despite the changes that are, are occurring. So, yeah, she would be able to pull off a regular series or even a mini series. It would be fantastic. Yeah. So good, good stuff all around. And as usual, we're going to finish up with our new releases here. We have the second issue of the Assassin's Creed comic, uh, The Fall. Loved the first issue there. We, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on our lore episode. Um, Brightest Day 16, still liking that one. Amazing Spider-Man 650, where Spidey debuts his new costume slash armor thing. <laughs> Chaos War number four. At this point, I'm not looking for it to be good. I'm just looking for it to be entertaining. <laughs> Thunderbolts 151, Uncanny X-Force number three, and Wolverine number four, which I will admit has gotten better with each issue that's come out. So lots to look forward to this week. As usual, please check us out, bowdowntous.com, leave iTunes reviews, stop by our message boards. We love to hear from everybody, and that's going to wrap us up. We will see you next week for Issue 21. Bye-bye. Uh, 
God, I hate these ads. This is all getting edited out. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, he's tough. Breaking apart nurses and doctors. Even though I warn you, you still paused. I heard that pause. No, it, 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 was, it was a slight stutter, only when the dog barked. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kept going with my intro. Um. Okay, dude, I got to go eat this. I, all I could smell is freaking pizza and nachos. <laughs> oh, go my for it. God, I'm starving. Okay, I'll let you go. <laughs> I heard what you said. I got nachos. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Not just any kind. These, these are freaking amazing nachos. <laughs>